We are awaiting a connection with Michelle Bachman. Michelle Bachman, you may recall, the former uh, congresswoman from uh, Minnesota. She is now the dean of the Robertson School of Government at Regent University in uh, Virginia. And she is, um, she is all over this globalist movement. She is all over this campaign to essentially surrender the decision-making ability, the sovereignty of the American government to foreign governments uh, that are deemed to be experts. This is technocracy at its best and its worst. This is what Patrick Wood is always talking to us about. He's written two books on technocracy. This is the belief that the health experts in other countries know more and should have more power than the people here who just don't know anything. We surrender to the technocrats, uh, and they will make decisions for us. Of course, if you think this is just about what's going to happen in a pandemic, and it's not a first step toward flat-out global governance, then I just don't think you're paying attention. You haven't been. We don't talk about this every day. But when stories like this come up, we absolutely do, and I hope you are paying attention to it. I want to give you a little taste of what Michelle Bachman said on Just the News about what we are facing in these next couple of days when this uh, this treaty meeting or hearing or gathering happens in Geneva, Switzerland. They were making decisions regarding that would impact businesses, that would impact whether or not we have to stay home or whether we can go to work or what businesses have to be shut down or what businesses could be open or if people wear dirty masks on their face for a year and a half or if little children have to wear masks or if schools are closed or if we're forced to take vaccines whether we want to or not. This level of authoritarian decision-making that we've lived with for almost three years would now be given over to the director of the WHO. So we would lose, as Americans, effectively representative democracy in America over one of the biggest issues there is, health care. That would be ceded to the director general, the WHO, Tedros. That's why this is so important. These amendments were given to the World Health Assembly on January 18th but they weren't shared with the American people. These amendments didn't go up on any government website, John and Amanda, until April 12th, one month ago. They weren't touted. People didn't know about it, but they went up for the first time April 12th. Tomorrow is the day when people can make public comment before the Health and Human Services Secretary between 10 a.m. and noon. That's the window they've offered. So I've requested to be able to speak before this committee. I submitted written objections to these amendments. Not only should the Biden administration withdraw these amendments to give away U.S. sovereignty to the WHO, we should get the United States out of the World Health Assembly, out of the WHO. Which is exactly exactly what we had when President Trump took over. He saw the danger of this. He took us out of the World Health Organization almost immediately, almost as quickly as he took us out of the Paris Climate Accords. So this, by the way, this uh, uh, interview that I was just sharing with you was from May 13th. So today is the 20th, so it's one week ago. Uh, There is no longer an opportunity for the public comment portion to happen. They buried this, again, to the point where... I interviewed Jim Jordan on Monday, so four days ago, and I asked Jim Jordan about it, and he said they just became aware of it over the weekend. How was Congress not aware of something as extreme and something as dangerous as the World Health Organization calling the shots on Americans' health decisions?
I mean, it's as I've said before, it's bad enough that our government tell us that our bodies and our, are not our own when it comes to choosing what medication we take and what medication we don't, whether we want to run the risk of an adverse effect or an adverse event from a quote-unquote vaccine that hasn't been fully tested. It's bad enough if we have our government telling us we have to take shots, can't go to work, must remain locked down, must remain uh, outside of a crowd of more than five people or whatever. To have a foreign government tell us that is something all together again. And these are the things that we're going to be asking Michelle Bachman about, including what do we have in our toolbox to stop it? The U.S. government is in full support of this new U.N. treaty with the WHO and has submitted 13 amendments, which will be voted on next week. Week that will give the WHO international authority on lockdowns, forced quarantines, and forced vaccinations. According to constitutional lawyer Robert Barnes, none of this is legally binding until a treaty is approved by the U.S. Senate. And so that, of course, becomes our only fallback if this thing does in the next few days uh, get agreed upon and signed upon by the United States and these other WHO member nations. And I'm told we do have Michelle Bachman on the line now. Michelle Bachman, former uh, congresswoman from the great state of Minnesota, now the dean of the Robertson School of Government at Regent University in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Uh, Michelle, thank you very much. Congresswoman Bachman, to be more formal, thank you so much for the time this morning. How are you? Thank you so much for being on your show today, but thank you so much for bringing awareness to your audience of this critical issue. We've been trying to let people all across the United States know about this, in addition to the senators and to the congressmen. Very few people knew, knew about this because the Biden administration thought they would sneak these amendments through under the radar. The Biden administration shared these proposed changes that would reduce American sovereignty and lift up international power to empower the UN healthcare arm, the WHO. They, they sent these amendments to the WHO in January, but they didn't share them with the American people. These amendments were only posted on the WHO's website April 12th. So we've only even known about these, this proposed change just since the middle of April. This is a profound change that will affect everyone. People need to know and understand that here in the United States, for the last two and a half years, the reason why we saw this devastation to our economy and to our our civil liberties is because emergency powers is how we've operated. Joe Biden has, through an executive order, gave himself emergency powers. Today, we are still operating under emergency powers. He just extended his emergency powers this week through July. Governors took emergency powers. Mayors took emergency powers. Congress never voted on mask mandates. They never voted on vaccine mandates. They never voted on lockdowns. They never voted that gyms and uh, stores would have to be shut down. They never voted on that. Everything was done by emergency powers. So Joe Biden, through these amendments, wants to give the director general of the WHO these same emergency powers. So the director general of the WHO unilaterally by himself could declare that in the United States, we have a public health emergency of international concern. And from that, He can take other agencies within the U.N. He could take other nations together, and then he could potentially issue fines against the U.S., sanctions against the U.S., travel bans against the U.S., and the enforcement 
would come from the Biden administration. People shouldn't be shocked by this because for the last two and a half years, we've been living under World Health Organization guidance. I mean, realize for Facebook, if you disagree, the policy of Facebook is that if anyone disagreed with the World Health Organization, they were thrown off Facebook. The Centers for Disease Control in the United States, they put up as U.S. guidance whatever the World Health Organization came up with. So we've already been forced to follow the World Health Organization because that's what the Biden administration has been enforcing. You know, the Center for Disease Control is not a regulatory body. They're not a lawmaking body. They don't have any power of enforcement. And yet the CDC would put up, we recommend, recommend masks. So then all of us are forced to wear filthy masks on airplanes for like two years or have a lockdown, or have businesses closed, or schools closed, just because of a CDC recommendation. But the Biden administration got behind it, and people just willingly did it. So don't be shocked by all of this. The way that we've been forced to live this unnatural, not normal, unconstitutional way of life for the last two and a half years, that is exactly what the Biden administration is trying to do to empower the WHO. One issue of clarification that I want to make, the, uh, the, the Biden administration didn't come up with these amendments. They actually originated under the Trump administration. And the purpose, according to the State Department, was to put more pressure on China because China was not transparent during the outbreak with COVID. And so that's what everyone was told that these amendments were for, to bring China in line and to force transparency. That may be what their intention was, but the reality is that these amendments are going to be used against us. And these amendments aren't a treaty. I, want, I also want to have a clarification. There's two things going on here. One is that the United States government entered into, in 2005, international health rules that are part of the World Health Organization. We're already in those rules. These amendments amend the international health rules, not a global pandemic treaty. So therefore, these amendments don't require coming back to the U.S. Senate, or it doesn't require a two-thirds vote. Because it's not a treaty. We're already in the international health rules. But I also want to add that in Geneva, Switzerland, starting on this Sunday, May 22nd through 28th, the World Health, the, the, uh, World health Assembly will also be discussing the proposed global pandemic treaty. I know this is confusing, but there's two things. These proposed amendments, which are wildly inappropriate, are to a document we're already a party to and does not require a two-thirds vote from the Senate. But we will see in the future, in all likelihood, also a proposed global pandemic treaty. That's expected to be voted on in 2024. That would require two-thirds vote from the Senate. But that's two years down the road. Right. What we have to focus on right now are these Biden amendments to the international health rules that would diminish and take away our U.S. authority to call the shots. So if you thought Fauci and Burks were bad and the Centers for Disease Control, 
Now imagine that going global. And okay. so you have a guy who is, an, who is a controversial activist, Marxist, this Tedros, who was so bad in his own home country of Ethiopia, he, he covered up cholera three times in his own country. So the communist Chinese saw, hey, this is a guy who could be our spokesman. So he's been a spokesman for the WHO as the, as the director general for five years. He was just re-upped this year for another five years. So we know who we're empowering. And, oh, and he's Tedros. close friends. He's close friends with Anthony Fauci as well. With Fauci, yes, very yeah. good friend of Anthony Fauci. And Fauci stood up and said, "Oh, he's done such a great job. He's a liar. Tedros is a liar." So that's Congress- why people need to know this is serious. It, it, it is very serious. We're talking with Congresswoman uh, uh, Michelle Bachman, former Congresswoman for Minnesota. Again, now she is working as the uh, dean of the Robertson School of Government at Regent University. Uh, some follow-ups here uh, need to be asked. Um, what is this document that, you know, you talked about the two separate entities here. There's a treaty which would require the Senate to confirm, but then this other one is not a treaty. What is it? What do we call it? And, and how are we locked into it just by the delegation? And do you know who our delegates are going to be they're going to be going to the who on behalf of the biden administration to uh, to meet in geneva and actually sign on to this right the head of the delegation is xavier bucera Bucera? he Mm -hmm. is yes he is the secretary of health and human services so presumably he will be leading the delegation however it just came out this week that he has covid so whether or not he goes i'm not sure but there will be a u.s delegation now, it's but that delegate can cast a vote, though, that would lock us into this, surrendering our authority and our sovereignty for health matters, as you described, unilaterally, essentially? There's no congressional oversight required at all? Well, it's a little murky what that process is, but the United States went into these international health rules for the World Health Organization back in 2005. So we've been in them for you know, what What would that be, 17 years now? Yeah. So there, the good news is that there was an opt-out clause. If any member nation, there's 194 nations in the U.N. that covers 99.4% of people on Earth, there was an opt-out clause. If a nation didn't agree with something, they could opt out. That opt-out clause remains. But here's the kicker. The Biden administration, we're the big dogs. We, we're the biggest donor to the UN. We we are like we have all the weight that gets thrown around over there, and it's the Biden administration that is bringing these amendments forward. So when we bring the amendments forward, I mean that's the way that it is. There's yeah. nobody that comes close to the U.S. So the Biden administration issued a memorandum. But the law hasn't been January twenty. Sorry the, about the Biden. The Sorry. Biden administration issued a memorandum January twenty sixth saying. They have 47 nations that have signed on to these amendments. And this would be the U.K., the EU, Canada, Australia, New Zealand. We're not talking little dinky countries. We're talking the major countries who have already signed on to this. Mm -hmm. So in all likelihood, it looks like this is going to pass. Now, could we opt out? Yeah, if Donald Trump was president, you bet we'd opt out. We'd be out of there. We'd be like out of the WHO altogether, like we were exactly. when he took over, right? Exactly. But the but question becomes, Joe how Biden do we handle, I apologize for interrupting, but so we're a little short on time. How do we, how do we survive um, a potential 
um, nation-altering order by Tedros in the next two years before we can get a Donald Trump or uh, you know another president who understands the threat here and get us uh, get him to pull us out of the WHO after 2024. What what do the American people have um, to, to to combat this? It appears that our Congress isn't even aware. My Congressman no, is Jim no, Jordan. No. I, I had him on Monday. Uh, I talk to him every Monday. And I find him to be one of the best members of Congress, but he didn't even know about this until this past weekend. So, so most of our members of Congress don't even know what's going on. Uh, they, no. it's been hidden from them. So, so my question for you is, as a former member of Congress, you know, I mean, what, what can we do as citizens to try to stave off essentially a sovereignty surrendering, um, you know, by the, by, by the Biden delegation and essentially, you know, we, we could see Shanghai style lockdowns in the United States upon on the click of his fingers of a guy named Tedros backed by the Open Societies Foundation. What you just said is not that far-fetched. We could see that, something like that happen in the U.S. I also quickly want to say that members of Congress usually are the last to know. They're extremely busy. It's hard to even understand what their life is like, but they don't always know all these things that are going on. What they've been told by the staffers in Congress is that there's nothing wrong with these amendments. They're meant to hold China accountable. What they don't understand is that these amendments are never going to be used to hold China accountable. These amendments are going to be used against the United States of America. We, what we can do, there's a, I'm going to give you the capital switchboard number. It is 202-224-3121. I'll give it again, 202 202- Two two four three one two one. Your your uh, listeners can call their U.S. senators and their member of Congress and demand that they call for a withdrawal of these uh, Biden amendments. That are it'll be it'll start this coming Sunday through the twenty eighth of May. Just demand that these be withdrawn. And what what should happen is that Kevin McCarthy, the leader of the House, and Mitch McConnell, the head of the Senate. They should hold a press conference in Washington, D.C. and say, we aren't going to show up for one more vote. We're not going to do one more thing in Congress until Joe Biden withdraws these amendments. And we demand that there be a debate in the House and the Senate over these amendments. And what this is going to mean to the American people, because we're not going to give up our sovereignty and we're not going to let the U.N. call the shots for us under emergency powers. Right. And the other thing they should do, everyone in your audience, everyone needs to demand that Joe Biden end his emergency powers. He has emergency powers today. There's no reason that we're operating under emergency powers. He needs to stop those emergency powers. Any governor who's still operating under it should give it up. Any mayor should give it up. We've seen that well, they have abused this. They destroyed the American economy through the use of emergency powers, they will destroy the world if they give emergency powers to this Tedros. Uh, Congresswoman Bachman, I know our time is short here, but super quick. It's one thing for my listeners and, and all the citizens to do exactly what you said and call that number and demand these things. But we don't have as much access as you do. You were in Congress. Have you spoken to some of your former colleagues? Do you have any indication that Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell or any other leadership would do what you just said? What are, what is their reaction to this when you talk to them, if you have indeed done so? Yes, their, their reaction is, hey, this is nothing to worry about. 
these amendments began under the Trump administration. That's true. And these amendments are just to hold China accountable because China was not forthcoming. We want to empower the director general, the WHO, so that he could make these demands and do surveillance um, to hold them accountable. And it's like, wake up. Look at what we have lived under for the last two and a half years. Do you get what you're doing? I'm telling you, they listen to the people who write these bills. And this, these amendments were written by the State Department. The State Department is not our friend. They're not our friend. And so th- that's where if, they if, just if, don't get it. If I can get some clarity on when you say these were written or begun under the Trump administration, we also know, and we talked about, the fact that Trump pulled us out of the WHO. How do, how do we square those two things? Well, there's a difference between President Trump and all of the functionaries that are lifetime appointees in the bureaucracy. So the bureaucracy bureaucracy was continually trying to sabotage and undermine and cut the legs off of Donald Trump. So this was something that was presented as being a way to hold China accountable. It'll never be used that way. It'll be used instead as a sword against the United States to bring us down. So there's a difference between Donald Trump himself. He's like a 1950s John Wayne American. That's what Donald Trump was no, like. No, I, 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 get, I, get, I get all that. But the but bureaucracy I mean, is completely different. So you're saying that, that even though the President of the United States can declare the United States out of the World Health Organization and thus no longer subject yes. to any of its rules, but that there are underlying bureaucracies that continued to work with the WHO despite the President's declaration. Oh, sure. That, that wasn't true. That was true more than just the State Department. That's wow. one department of government after another. They, they specifically were working against President Trump. And almost, I mean, that happened in the Department of Justice. That happened in the FBI. That happened in agency after agency. These people don't care who the president is. They realize they're going to outlast the president. They've got their own agenda. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Congresswoman Bachman, former Congresswoman Michelle Bachman from Minnesota, thank you for being out in front of this. Uh, I have no idea why nobody else got this until you did and started going on. I saw you on Steve Bannon's War Room Pandemic and a whole lot of other places. I wish current members of Congress would be as interested and as concerned about this as you are. But thank you for letting the American people know. Please keep up the good work, and I hope we can call on you again as these next six days of uh, 22nd through 28th of uh, deliberations uh, uh, plays itself out. I hope we can have you back on. And remember, we always have the power of prayer. So people need to be praying because God hears us when we pray. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Congresswoman, former Congresswoman Michelle Bachman. I told you back on Monday she was at the forefront of all of this. And uh, it sounds like there's a lot more to this than maybe we even realized. It's a lot more than just a, Bri- a Brandon slash Biden uh, delegation. There is a lot. Uh, there are there are a lot of tentacles to this. All right, we got to catch up on our news now. We're way late. We'll be back right after this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.